Hello and welcome to Heads or Tails. I am your host, Indiana. And I am your other host, Jasper Jett. And we really like to talk about living things. Uh, the basic format of our show is that we will pick topics for the other person to research, and then we interview them about the topics that got picked. Uh, every other episode, we flip a coin to decide who will be going first in our next series of interviews. Uh, this episode, we do have a coin flip at the end, so stick around for that. Our top of the episode, standard disclaimer, not experts. Research is always super, super late, so we might get stuff wrong. We're probably getting stuff wrong. These are primers, if anything, and always, 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 always do your own research. Unless I missed something, that's all of our top of the episode stuff. So with that out of the way, we can get into some information. Yay! episode we are talking about the earless monitor lizard they're a sort of a brown lizard about the size of a hand give or take uh some extra for the tail um they're somewhat spiky and uh some of the pictures i saw had really really piercing blue eyes but i did not do any research as to whether or not that's an actual thing or not so i probably should have taken it out of the script but i did (laughs) not (laughs) the scientific name is okay here we go it's Latin. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Lanthanotus borinensis. The L1 that I cannot pronounce means hidden ear. And uh, borinensis is referring to Borino, the place where they were first discovered and uh, natively inhabit. Uh, all of this uh, little Latin information was at the very top of the Wikipedia page, so I don't have a. I couldn't find out what it means thing. They just told me. It's so nice. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Lucky you. It was. It was very lucky me. And that was uh, a little introduction section. And so we are now ready for our interview. Yay. I have a few questions for you. I wanted to do this. This is such a cool like little lizard. I learned a little bit about them in like a video that I saw. And so I really wanted to do this. So... Question one. What does it eat? Okay, so uh, in the wild, they eat uh, earthworms, crustacean, and fish. Uh, They're semi-aquatic, so they live in and around rivers, and so mostly they eat what they can find that's high in protein in and around um, rivers. Which leads to a very fun fact that they can swallow underwater, which most lizards cannot. And it's hypothesized that they do it by blowing air out their nostrils the way that turtles do. It's really cool. I love learning about how things are adapted to their environments. <laughs> I never thought about it that most lizards probably can swallow underwater. That is weird. Yeah, I mean, most of them don't live in water, so I don't see why they would have a reason to be able to. But also, it's kind of weird to think about whether or not you can swallow underwater. Yeah, it's just just like not a thing I've ever thought about. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely a moment that got me where I was like, I wonder, like, I, I imagine people can swallow. I have no idea. 
I've never I, tried. I imagine it's kind of like, I mean, the problem would be the airflow, right? So if you can swallow while holding your nose, which you can do, because I do it to get rid of hiccups. So, yes, humans can swallow underwater. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try. <laughs> Please be careful with your experimentation. I don't want to accidentally have killed my best friend. Oh, no, I'm going to drown myself in the pool trying to do this. Please don't. I need you. You're my we'll emotional see. support best friend. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, All right. What other lizards is this one related to? Because it's kind of funky shaped, like unlike other lizards that I've seen. Yeah, so, fun fact, they're their own little group on the evolutionary tract. Oh! Their nearest relatives are true monitor lizards, which is, uh, for those who don't know, a set of about 80 different species of lizards, including things like the Komodo dragon. But they diverged way, 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 way back sometime in the Cretaceous period, so T-Rexes were still walking around uh, at the same time as these two lizards' most recent common ancestor. Oh. Most of the common traits that these little earless monitor lizards have with monitor lizards is actually a result of convergent evolution. They happened to inhabit the same uh, little niche in their ecosystems, so it was just really nice for them to have similar shapes and other other traits. Also, side note, we could do a whole episode just on, like, the overview of all of the different kinds of monitor lizards. They're super cool. I love monitor lizards. And also, because I did mention T-Rexes, I have to mention that Yes, there are dino episodes in the works. I'm very excited for them, but, you know, not 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 immediately soon, but we will be doing dino episodes. <laughs> That's cool. I definitely want to talk about monitor lizards in the future because, like, I feel like anybody that knew me when I was much younger knows that I went through, like, a portion of my life where Komodo dragons were my favorite thing in the world. They're rad. They're very cool. Anyways, the whole purpose I even asked the question was because I wanted to talk about monitor lizards. I didn't expect it to be cooler beyond that. <laughs> I just, I expected the answer to be monitor lizards, and then we got to talk about monitor lizards, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, no, they're sort of like the red panda, where, like, the red panda kind of isn't related to anything closely. There are some things that are, like, closest, but they're still really far away. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like living in the boonies, your closest neighbor is a mile away, and it's like, my mile's still pretty far. <laughs> yeah. They really, they don't look anything like monitor lizards, either. They're they weird. They really don't. <laughs> Alright. Moving on, question number three. Uh, how common is this lizard in the wild? So, the short answer? We're not sure. Some people think it should at least be counted as vulnerable, since it's really rare to sight it, but it's also really easy to overlook this lizard, so it's possible that people are just missing it. It's got a pretty widespread habitat, and generally speaking, it lives in rocky rivers, which isn't really a place that humans frequent, but we really can't track it safely and there are some other things that go into it to talk about a little bit more of our, our, our tracking difficulties that that i have a little bit later uh to go into it okay okay yeah it's just it's one of those things where like we, we like to pretend that oh biologists know so much about life and every biologist is out here in the corner saying we know dick about jack <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah and also a mood <laughs> yeah 
All right. Final question. Uh, just sort of generally talk about this lizard in captivity, because I know that there are captive-kept lizards. Yeah. So, first of all, it's a protective species, so you're not supposed to take them out of the wild for captivity, which is part of why we have such a problem identifying how big like how big the population is because scientists are actually really reluctant to talk about where they spotted the lizard in case trappers come by to capture it to for captive breeding and stuff like that mm -hmm. um there are some zoos with converbed captive bred monitor lizards um and there are some private breeders that have claimed to have bred it but obviously with anything private you can't really confirm that most of the time People do keep them mostly over in Asia, which is where it, its range mostly is, like like places like Japan and, and stuff like that. But um, mm -hmm. I have this whole big, long rant forming about responsible domestication and all of this other stuff, but I don't <laughs> have the brain space for it, and I don't think right now or even necessarily on the podcast is an appropriate place for that. But yeah, basically... Make sure, uh, as we say with any animal, make sure that you do a lot of research when you're buying them. And if they're a more exotic animal, make sure that you're buying them from someplace reputable and that it's not something like a protected species where really you shouldn't be owning one anyway because they're not supposed to be in captivity. It's a little sus if a breeder says they have one because they shouldn't. They've been, I think the l most recently they were put on a protected species list was like 1980. So it's been like 40 years. You probably shouldn't have them. <laughs> but that's kind of the thing we talk about anytime we own animals is just do do a lot of research and really make sure you know what you're getting into. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, I was curious because I've heard people, I heard someone, I can't remember where the term came from. It was some video I was watching refer to it as like the holy grail of captive lizards that you could own. Yeah, that's probably just because they're, we don't know a lot about them, so, and they're a protected species, so, like, finding a reputable dealer probably is where that comes from. I don't know if you can even find dealers that have these. Yeah. Alright. I do have some fun facts to sort of lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, so, like, monitor lizards, uh, they have a super weak venom. Most monitor li lizards have a venom ranging in strength, but, but the earless monitor lizards has a super weak venom, and I always think anything having a venom is super rad, because I think that uh, the way animals protect themselves and take down their- like, it's kind of, it's interesting. I'm a biology major. W what do you, What are you expecting from me? <laughs> but other than that, there's really not a whole lot to know about them, since there hasn't been a lot of research done on them, because they're super hard to find, to the point where we don't even know if they're just hard to find or if they're really endangered. So yeah, it's, it's just a little big ol' mystery, these little lizards. <laughs> and that's all of my information, which means it is, drumroll please, time for our coin flip. Yay! Alright, so. And hopefully we didn't mess up the episode order. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. We might have flipped last week, or last week, last episode. I can't remember. I thought it was a coin flip episode, and I wrote the script. <laughs> I, I trust you, because I think that it, it wasn't. If I was smart, I would have uh, pulled up last episode's notes and double-checked. Mm, we're I professionals. Even... Yeah. Yeah, anyways, because the, uh, I forgot that it was going to be a coin flip episode, I'm sure 
Notice uh, what I have to flip here is a little keychain that was on my nightstand. It is of uh, Tomioka Gyu from Demon Slayer. And I bought it at a convention that I went to. Those are words that I am familiar with. Yep. <laughs> Demon Slayer is good. You should watch it. Maybe. I, I cosplay Gyu, kind of. Anyways. The side with the boy on it is heads, and the side with no boy on it is going to be tails, so. I'm going to take the boy side. Boy side. <laughs> All right, here we go. Love me a boy. <laughs> uh, it's boy side down. Tails. Ah, so that means you're going first. Next episode, and there were some uh, behind-the-scene changes, uh, what, what did you pick for, for your topic, or are we keeping that super secret? I have a I have a super surprise episode. It's not really a secret, but it's like I guess I should explain. You gave me like a list of things to pick from. Yes. <laughs> uh but I've received a special request. Hmm. What is your special request? This intrigues me. Uh from from my wife. Ah. My girlfriend. Um she would like me to do an episode on hamsters because her hamster that she had for like two years just passed away and she's very upset about it. Oh no! And so oh. I would like to do an in honor of Crouton the hamster episode next time. We can, we can honor Crouton with our next episode. <laughs> he was a good, good boy. Alright, so next episode, tune in for the special, uh, in honor of Crouton the Hamster Hamster episode. <laughs> oh, oh, this is such a tone shift to my next <laughs> bit. <laughs> There's a lot of up and downs in this episode. So uh this this is where this is where the shout out has to go. And uh it's my shout out this time. I actually wrote one. Be proud of me, everyone. Yay! Um so my shout out is for James Warren Beauty, which is a black owned beauty business with the tagline luxury care inspired by nature. They started out with just hair care products, uh, but have expanded their store to also include things such as face masks and quilts. The face masks and quilt have some really, truly beautiful art on them. And right now, as of time of recording, uh, they're having a promotion on their quilts on their website, which is jlbeautyllc.com. There is an absolutely amazing quilt on there that I would love to own called Dino Paradise Rag Quilt, and it is everything six-year-old dino kid me wants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you should head over and check them out. They've got a lot of really cool stuff, and we love supporting small businesses and black-owned businesses, and both, if we can manage. Uh, so that's it for the episode. Um, and once again, I have been Indiana. And I'm Jasper Jett. And you can find the podcast at Heads or Tails 20 on Twitter, Heads or Tails Official Podcast on Facebook, or email us at Heads or Tails Official Podcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye.